Hello, friends. Have you noticed that you can get caught up in consuming content? Or maybe you notice you are hyper, hyper focused on the doing. Empaths, we often consume. And I know because that was me too, soaking up information from all my favorite teachers and mentors. But it wasn't until I started focusing more on the being and embodiment work that the door to massive clarity was finally unlocked. And I no longer got confused about what was my energy versus everybody else's. I was able to become a more clear channel for creation and as a result, transform my life, business, and health. In fact, my meditation and embodiment practice is what helped me have a nearly $40,000 month this past January, see the highest downloaded month of the podcast, and finally release a lot of unnecessary stress. And my clients felt it and saw it in their lives too. It wasn't reading more articles. It wasn't doing more busy work. So I'm inviting you to graduate from the spongy empath consumer into the self-activated sovereign healer. You can take your podcast listening experience from, ooh, I feel seen, heard, and inspired to, holy shit, I actually feel different. My being has shifted. I am the embodiment of the woman I desire to be. The Third Eye Collective is a simple way to upgrade your experience and commit not only to a meditation practice that complements your healing, but also receive personalized coaching so you can be clear on what direct actions to implement into your highest goals. There are two simple ways to get involved at $11 or $22 a month with no commitment. So if this is calling your name, join this amazing and growing community. Welcome to the Uncensored Empath, a place for us to discuss highly sensitive energy, illness, healing, and transformation. My name is Sarah Small, and I'm a life and success coach for empaths who want to create a thriving body, business, and life. Think of this podcast as your no BS guide to navigating life, health, and entrepreneurship. You'll get straight to the point, totally holistic tips from me in real time as I navigate this healing and growth journey right beside you. This is a Soul Fire production. On today's episode, I have two amazing high vibe women. The first is Lindsay Robinson. She is a certified clinical hypnotherapist and success mindset expert who specializes in helping ambitious women all over the world tap into their subconscious mind to clear limiting beliefs and programs that are keeping them stuck and to create lasting positive change. Kelsey Aida is our other guest, and she is a next generation thought leader who has taught thousands of people on how to own their power and win at life with her inspirational blog, KelseyAida.com. She's also the author of hashtag actually I can. On today's episode, we're going to talk about getting into podcasting because I was just on Lindsay and Kelsey's show called High Vibe in It. We're talking about manifestation practices. We're going to talk about affirmations and whether we like them or we don't and how to use them effectively or not. We also dive into hypnosis, subconscious mind, past life regression, and also talking about the context of the world right now and how each of us individually is navigating this time, which I think is really important to talk about and also really unavoidable for me inside of all of my interviews lately. It's just something that that we can't overlook. This is something that's happening to each and every one of us on a different level. So we certainly talk a little bit about the virus. So let's dive in and you guys get to hear from these amazing women today, Lindsay and Kelsey. Today's episode is brought to you by Beekeepers Naturals, the company on a mission to reinvent your medicine cabinet. And y'all, I have been so, so grateful for my propolis throat spray that has three simple ingredients, is powered by bee propolis, which is an incredible germ fighter that contains over 300 beneficial compounds and lots and lots of antioxidants. I'm so, so grateful, which is an understatement right now to say that I have a stockpile of this throat spray that also tastes really fantastic. Super grateful for Beekeepers Naturals and their support of the show. And we have a special gift for all of you, which is 15% off your first order. You can go to the URL, 
beekeepersnaturals.com backslash healing uncensored or simply enter the code healing uncensored at checkout. I have Kelsey and Lindsay here with me. How are you guys feeling in the context? How about of the world right now? How are you feeling, Kelsey? Um, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling also, honestly, I'm feeling a little bit selfish because I'm in this like happy bubble in my own little world. And I know there's a lot of like hard, heavy things happening all around me. And luckily I'm fortunate where this whole season isn't really affecting me financially and personally. I don't know anyone who's sick yet. And so I feel very blessed and very protected, but my heart goes out in compassion to everyone who's really like having a hard time with this. And because I'm empathetic, like I definitely feel the overwhelm and the anxiety and all of that. So I'm right there with everyone in that space. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm feeling all kinds of different ways. (laughs) I feel you. (laughs) How about you, Lindsay? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to echo what Kelsey said. I think everybody's feeling all the things. And on, <laughs> I think one, some days I'm like really peaceful and I'm like, you know, this is really great. I don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, there's the days where you're like, oh, my gosh, I need to be doing something because I can't do this. I can't do this every day. And now every time you, you look for an update, it's like the timeline gets pushed back farther and farther. And some are even talking about June now. So I looked mm-hmm. at my husband. And I was like, what are we going to do until June in this house? <laughs> With three children. And Kelsey and I are very close. And yet we're very different in the way that like when she tells me her experience and we compare, it's apples and oranges. But luckily, both of us never really have, haven't really had anybody that close to us get sick yet. And, you know, like she said, it's just hearts go out to everybody who who's feeling it. And, you know, some days I'm good. Some days I'm really, really nervous about the situation economically, you know let alone the health of the country and the, and the world. But, you know, I really just, I'm more motivated than ever to bring what I know to the table and to really offer up what I can, because we're all very helpless in this situation. Like there's no one can fix this, you know, no one person can fix this. We all kind of have to come together and figure this out together. Mm -hmm. And in some ways I feel like that's exactly what was supposed to happen. If we look at the grand scheme of things and that nothing is an accident, just look for what, what good can come out of it. And I think that's definitely one of those things. We are kind of forced to cooperate with each other at this point and look out for, for your neighbor and your fellow man. And yeah. so it's kind of nice when you look at it from that perspective, you know, yeah. and ease up some of that burden. I've definitely been feeling the need to release control yeah. and to really just shed a lot of layers of the control and of trying to especially control outcomes or deadlines because there's so much that that we don't have control of right now and just to echo what Kelsey was also saying around there's been waves of guilt that I've been experiencing around the people who are just I've been affected I have family members that have gotten sick we've had uh, I have numerous streams of income numerous of those streams of income have been affected and at the same time, I still have a roof over my head. I have a refrigerator of food and all in all, like we are absolutely okay. And so then there's that wave of like, but some people are really, really are struggling. And so I actually think I saw this on your Instagram, Kelsey, around feeling joy. And I think it's interesting right now to give ourselves permission to feel joy, that it's okay. It's okay to be feeling joy. So I'd love to hear from both of you, despite the heaviness of the energy and the waves that we all may be feeling, I think we all unavoidably are feeling some of some of that right now, regardless of how this has impacted each person and family individually, because it is so unique. But I want to talk about what tools you've been really leaning into in order to get through this and also how you've been bringing joy into your life. If you want to start again first, Kelsey. Yeah, that's a beautiful question. It's interesting because that video came to me as I'm working on a book that is full of affirmations to help cultivate more happiness and joy. And I just got this really strong download that like so many of us are withholding joy from ourselves until circumstances are better. So we're living our lives in a very emotionally conditional way. Like I won't let myself feel happy until Mm -hmm. this thing outside of me looks a certain way. 
And there's obviously truth to the fact that what happens in our circumstances affects us emotionally, but I think there's a way for us to not let it affect us as much where we're being detrimental to ourselves and saying, I'm not going to let myself feel happy or relaxed or joyful until everything's perfect. Because even though things are extreme right now, there's never a time when everything is perfect. You know, you're always going to find something more that you want. You're always going to create a new goal. You're always going to find something that's not working. So it's like, if you don't do it now, when will you do it? Mm -hmm. You know? So it's a matter of, I don't know, just remembering that you don't have to be in a heavy emotion all the time just because it's a heavy time. So for me, just like reminding myself, it's safe to have pockets of joy here and there. Mm -hmm. Like it's okay to still have fun at home doing a puzzle. Mm -hmm. It's okay to still feel grateful. It's okay to embrace all of it and not deprive ourselves of certain feel-good emotions or certain emotions that don't feel good just because we deem them unacceptable at a certain time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's such a beautiful perspective. And I am seeing so many people realizing during this time that they might have been on a path that wasn't aligned and it's really opening up the space to take leaps of faith into other directions that potentially are more joyful for them. And and that part is exciting for for me to see. But I also want Lindsay opportunity to to answer this question as well. How are you cultivating joy and what tools are you leaning into right now, Lindsay? Honestly, I'm going to be real. I am so distracted (laughs) that I don't even have time to like really worry as much as I probably would be Mm -hmm. if I did have time. So I am homeschooling my kids now. And so that is taking a huge chunk, which I guess is therapeutic in itself because I have rediscovered my like happiness just to like be around them. Because it's always, my life is very objective based. You know, I have to get this amount of work done and then my husband will be home at this time and then we have to get dinner and then there's bedtime routines and then it's very like, what's the next step? And then there's bedtime and I can finally take a breath and maybe binge watch Netflix or something Mm -hmm. to decompress. But now it's like, they're always there. You turn around and there's a face looking at you wanting an orange or something. <laughs> like it's all the time. And so I had to like either, you know, I, normally I would be like, okay, I just need five minutes to myself. And I still get that way sometimes, but more and more I'm finding myself like, what do you need, bud? Let's, let's figure this out together. Do you want to go build Legos? Let's go build. Le- I built Legos the other day. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's interesting because when this whole thing happened, the first thing I thought of, and Kelsey, you and I talked about this on the podcast was, we are all in our own ways also kind of like we have no choice but to look inward and rediscover things that we didn't really want to know about ourselves, didn't really want to look at, didn't really want to pay attention to. And now we have no choice because we have, we have no distraction. And Mm -hmm. my distraction has now become, where can I find my playfulness? Where can I find my love for just being mindless fun? like Legos and like teaching my kid how to solve math problems. And I, you asked me that a month, like two months ago, I'd be like, dude, I don't got time for that. What are you talking about? (laughs) He goes to school for a reason. Okay. I'm not a homeschool parent, but it's just so funny how these different shifts happen for different people. And I, and I've definitely had time to look within and be like, what am I, what did I forget about myself that I want to rediscover? And I think that's been a theme for a lot of people. And again, I'm always going to look at the bigger picture because I'm just wired that way. And I feel like if we could all do that and really kind of figure out what have I been not nurturing about myself, what have I been ignoring or what have I been not paying attention to, we could really come out of this better than ever. Like this is a huge opportunity for self-growth that I think a lot of people should definitely take advantage of. Yeah, I've noticed myself zooming into the short term and then being like, wait, 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 like zoom out. This is Of course, we have short-term needs and things to be doing each day, but it's really helpful to also take that longer-term perspective of asking yourself empowering questions around what do I want to birth or create during this this time? And I want to hear the story of how you girls connected and how you met. It's a great story. Go ahead, Kels. You're better at it. I love telling stories. Okay. So, (laughs) Lindsay and I found each other via the internet. And what some people don't know is that even though we host our podcast High Vibe in It Together 
and now we're business partners and we do all these projects together and we're best friends. Like a lot of people don't know that we've actually never met in person in real life yet. Um, our relationship has been entirely thanks to the internet and technology. And it's funny because I think it was two or three years ago and Lindsay was hosting this online summit where she was gathering a bunch of experts to teach moms about manifesting money. And so, of course, me being like the manifesting queen, mm -hmm. I was asked to be a part of her thing. And I said, yeah. And so she interviewed me and our interview was like 30 minutes or whatever. And then we just kept talking for like an hour or two <laughs> after the interview because we just totally like hit it off like soul sisters from day one. I was like, where have you been my whole life? Yeah, like pretty much <laughs> since that moment, we were just like besties. And now we FaceTime mm -hmm. each other all the time. If I have problems, I call Lindsay. If I have something to celebrate, I call Lindsay. Like Lindsay's like literally like in the hierarchy of the people in my life. It would be like my actual sister and then like Lindsay. <laughs> I feel so honored. Cool. Yeah. We just, uh, yeah, it, it's been a, it's been a, magnetic attraction since day one. Like she's so fun. And we just discovered yesterday that we both have the same rising sign. And we also learned that that's the sign that you like present to the world. Um, and so when we first connected and we didn't really know each other that well, our fun side came out like right away. And so I think from there it was like, there's no question. We have um, to, we have to talk all the time. <laughs> I love that. And so I'd love to also hear then what made you decide to dive in and start a podcast together. Okay, I will tell that story. <laughs> okay. I feel like, All right. Let's, let's hear it. So I, I should just tell the whole thing, right? Okay. Yeah. So I got a call from, you know, okay. So as a hypnotherapist, this has happened a few times. People will call from these small like radio networks, these internet radio talk networks. And they're like, you have, uh, do you want to be interviewed on so-and-so's talk show? And I've done a couple of them. And then, so this guy calls me and I thought that's what this was. And we got to talking and he's like, you know, have you ever thought about doing your own show? And I was like, not even once. <laughs> not once. I have never thought about it. I've, in fact, I have thought about it and I've completely rejected it. I don't want to do it. Like, well, what, come on, why not? Well, you know, he was trying to like talk to me about it. And he, after talking to him for a little while, I was like, you know, I do have a lot to say. You know, there's no question about that. I talk all the time. I have a lot to talk about it. There's a lot that I'm knowledgeable in when it comes to the subconscious and programming and the way we behave and our limiting beliefs I go, well, could I have a co-host? You know, I just brought it up. Could I have somebody on the show with me? He's like, absolutely. We do that all the time. And she is the first, but I would not have done it if she wasn't going to do it with me. She's the first person I thought of. If I'm going to do this, Kelsey needs to do it with me. Cause I'm not, I'm not doing this by myself. And so I called her and I was like, would you consider like being a co-host with me on a show? And she, I, she almost jumped through the phone and was like, yes, why, why aren't we doing this already? And I was like, really? Because I don't know. And she's like, Lindsay, we're doing this. And she <laughs> kind of like dragged me through my apprehension. And of course, my apprehension just came from like, you know, that fear of like the spotlight. I've always had that. Like I could talk to somebody and be interviewed, but the second that like people are listening to what I have to say, I'm like, wait, what? What's going on? Mm -hmm. And of course, gotten better since then. But, and you know, ever since we started the first show, it seemed to make more and more sense the more we talked because we just have so much to offer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Kelsey will re-listen to the shows and she'll text me like, we're such geniuses. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Our content is one. And I'm like, yeah, it really is. Like I never get tired of talking to her about what we talk about. And we've since left the network that we were working with and kind of started on our own little venture. And it's been nothing but like an adventure, like so fun. Would you agree, Kelsey? Yeah. I mean, the whole journey has been like definitely a ride. Like I can see how there was probably some soul contracts mapped out beforehand. <laughs> so I could be like, Lindsay, come, come. Let's and then this. I'm going to convince you to do this podcast because you're not going to want to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it's like, we're going to do it together. And some moments are going to be hard and we're going to have to make tough decisions and we're going to have to be confrontational with people. And we're going to have to run a business together, which will definitely test like any relationship. Mm -hmm. And so it's been crazy, but also awesome. And like, like, like how Lindsay said, when I listen back to the show, I just hear the words that come out of our mouths and I'm like, damn, this is healing. Like, this is some good <laughs> shit. Like I could listen to myself all day. Like, not that I like the sound of my own voice, but <laughs> I like what the words that come out and the messages that come through. So I'm like, are we allowed to swear? We should probably ask if we're allowed to. Oh, this is cusses. uncensored <laughs> empath. Perfect. So. Oh, that's true. That's true. Forgot. Okay. Got it. Kelsey is definitely uncensored. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm uncensored. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Please throw all the cuss words. Um, 
I, I think this is interesting to talk about right now because I am part of a podcast uh, production company network and we work with other people. And what we've been hearing is that there are so many people starting podcasts right now because, well, maybe because they have the time, maybe because they feel like, oh my God, I've been putting this off forever and now's the time to do it. Or some sort of spark or fire has been lit underneath their ass. And I think it's really fun to see more voices coming into the space. And it, it is such a beautiful platform to be able to be in someone's ear. It's, it's an honor to be in someone's ear or wherever, however they're listening to us yeah. right now and, and to you guys, your listeners on your show. And it is a really beautiful platform in which to inspire and to give healing messages and to even just push yourself to not have a script. Cause I think there are so many things on social media that are really well thought out and like scripted and thought about before they're shared. And podcast is not that it is. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, let's just have a conversation and see what the heck comes up and let, let that be perfect in itself. So my question for, for each of you is really just what piece of advice or inspiration would you give to the people who are considering, or maybe they're just starting their own podcast right now? I definitely would say there is somebody who needs to hear what you have to say. Yeah. I don't care who's listening to this. There is something that you have on your heart, in your mind that somebody needs to hear that will change their life. And that helped me a lot. You know, I never really had issues with like, <laughs> I'm an, I mean, I always wear it like a badge. I'm an Aries. So I will say what I'm going to say. And if you receive it, well, great. If not, I'm still going to say it. So I never really had those fears of like, well, who cares what I have to say? But I, I totally get on board with, with that fear. I understand that fear. I'm empathetic to that fear. Like who's going to listen to this? But if you knew, let's say that you just had this, knowing that there was one person on this planet that would get their lives completely transformed in a positive way based mm -hmm. on your message and what you have to say. Would you do it? Of course you would, even if it's one person. And I guarantee you with 7 billion people on the planet, almost eight now, there is somebody who needs you. <laughs> there is. So you owe it to them and you owe it to yourself to really speak your truth and be authentic mm -hmm. because they're listening and they, they want, they're waiting for you. Yeah. That's the best way I could put it. I've had those moments of listening to like even specific episodes on shows that I don't normally listen to and being like, wow, I was so divinely guided to listen to that one episode and get exactly what I needed to hear on that day. And it, it just, I love it. I feel like I, I get to connect with so many people in a way that I wouldn't also normally be able to connect with them. What are your thoughts, Kelsey? I mean, yeah, I totally agree with Lindsay. Like, I feel like this is basic, like law of attraction 101. Like if you have the desire to create a podcast, somebody out there has the desire to listen to it. Like if you're like, I need to share about X, Y, and Z, there's someone out there that's like, I need to learn about X, Y, and Z. And it's a perfect match because that's just how it always works. So I definitely think that that's a thing. And then also like, I think it's important where a lot of people get hung up is like, they kind of get in their own way with a lot of self-criticism. So they're like, oh, I don't like the way that I sound. I don't like the way that I look. I'm not good at this. And it's like, lady or man, whoever you are, you need to get out of your own fucking way and do what you got to do to be of service in the way that you want to be. Like, it's not about you. It's about the message and it's about what you're trying to teach. Like, I know when I started my YouTube channel, I was like, ew, I hate how I look. My mouth is weird. Like, I'm annoying. Like, all this stuff. And if I just like run with that, I would have never taught all these people about manifesting and self-love and all the other yeah. things I like to teach. And it's like, at some point you just have to remove yourself from the equation and be like, this is, feels good because I'm being of service and I need to stop criticizing myself because that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Especially since people want someone they can relate to. And if you're perfect, if you're trying to be this image of what you believe would be ideal, how many people are going to resonate with that? Yeah. Mo people resonate with real. And, and I'm saying it this way because that, that was also a struggle for myself. I was, you know, I still am like, I don't have my hair and makeup done. So are people even going to pay attention to what I'm saying? Or are they going to look at this flyaway frizz that's going on here? <laughs> Which, you know, is valid. But at the same time, it's like people want people they can relate to. And I guarantee you, Right now, especially, people are going to resonate with the frizz. 
<laughs> they just will. <laughs> People will get yeah. on board with that. If, you're, if your makeup is, was done the night before and it's smearing or you have kids yelling in the background, People will resonate with that and they'll be like, Ooh, I really dig her because she's real and she's not really worried about that. Same goes for dudes, you know. <laughs> Listen, lady or man, as that cracked me up. <laughs> Anybody listening, yes, they will resonate with your realness and they will hear your heart rather than see your face first. They will hear your heart first, I would say. Mm, cute. That's such a good, re- good reminder. My, the way I looked and when my skin was breaking out held me back for so long. In- I started showing up online, but then I would only put out these like pictures I thought looked good of me. And I remember when I finally like live video became a thing and I was like, fuck, <laughs> I have to start doing that now. It exists and I can't not do you it. You can't be I, the only one not doing it. Yeah. That's right. So I have to put my face on a live camera. Holy shit. Like, and it's crazy how much has shifted since then, though, because I, I would, I would do my makeup and my hair and I would get ready to go on a live stream. And now I'm just like, whatever, like I, they're going to feel my heart energy. They're not going to yes. care that I have a pimple on my forehead. Like that's just not what fucking matters. And if that does matter to you, then I, you're probably not for me. And like, you're not my people. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Exactly. Uh, I just want to like pivot for a second because Kelsey, you said something in the interview that you guys, I was on your show and we, we've, that was our first time meeting and we got to know each other a little bit and you guys asked me beautiful questions, but there was something that you said during our conversation that I want to bring up on this conversation, which was Mm -hmm. that you're kind of tapping into your own psychic mediumship and like Mm -hmm. channeling and intuition. And I remember you said like, I'm not going to call myself that yet, but I'm definitely like exploring and noticing what that feels like and starting to open up to receive those messages. And the majority of my listeners are empaths. And so they're very connected to intuition. They may not call themselves psychic mediums, but they know that there's like something deeper beyond what the eye can see that they're feeling. And so as somebody who's kind of awakening to that process right now, I'd, I'd love for you to share what it's been like. And when, especially when you had like that aha moment of like, oh shit, I'm channeling spirits right now. Yeah. uh, Me and Lindsay are both like extremely intuitive and it depends on the day. Like sometimes I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm a psychic medium because I can talk to dead people and I know things I'm not supposed to know. But then other days I'm just like, well, am I though? Because I don't like really do readings. I don't like go out of my way to talk to dead people. It's not like a main focus of mine or anything. But I think it it all... that all started for me um, a few years ago when I first moved to Columbus, Ohio, and I was undergoing what some would label as like a kundalini awakening. So um, all of my senses became heightened, not all of them, but like my sense of smell, my sense of taste, um, my body just became more sensitive. And I started to know information without having read anything about it or without um asking anyone about it and then I was like divinely guided to these mentors who were like hey you're a medium you should try talking to someone who's dead and I'm like that's weird but if you say so I trust you so I'll try it so then I like called up my grandpa basically like 1-800-HEAVEN one day and I was like so gramps like what's up apparently I can talk to you now so like let's have a little conversation and um it worked and I was able to get a lot of downloads from him and relay that to my family here that's related to him and like they would start crying even though they didn't believe in this type of stuff and I was like okay so there's obviously something here even though I kind of feel like a crazy person because the way that the information comes in it kind of makes you feel like you're making it up because at least for me a lot of it comes into the space where I would conjure up images like in my imagination Mm. so it kind of feels like I'm making up something but really I'm receiving something it's just in the same spot in my mind yeah. As the imagination. So then it gets confusing. Like, did I make it up? Did it come to me? Which completely makes sense from like, I mean, I'm not like a brain surgeon or anything, but it makes sense based on the parts of your brain where mm-hmm. you come up with imagination is very free, very creative, yeah. very connected to spirit and very connected to the universe. So it makes sense that that's where those downloads would be coming from. And it really does. I've had a couple of those moments where things will come through that are true, but it, you're right. It feels exactly like like you're making it up. I I saw once I had a download that my friend's dog really loved popcorn. And I was like, <laughs> what is happening? Because I was, okay, full disclosure, I was doing an animal communication 
training. Okay. So I was supposed to be like, try to do this. And, uh, she's like, just, you know, let your mind go free and just see what comes up, comes up for you. And I just, I used to have this cat that ate popcorn. She loved it. It was like a snack. And that's what I saw. And I was like, is she just talking to me right now? Or is she trying to tell me that this dog likes popcorn? And it just didn't, I didn't really put the dots together (laughs) until I said it out loud. And I was like, I don't know, man, I got popcorn. Did your dog eat popcorn? She's like, oh my gosh, he tries to steal my popcorn all the time. (laughs) And I was like, she's like, I give it to him like a treat sometimes when he's a good boy. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll take it. But, and when you said it, it feels like you're making it up. That's exactly what it feels like. It's, and then you, you have to just trust that, trust your intuition. You know, it's like, it's one of the hardest things to do, but when you do it, it's, there's no question from there. But anyway, I had to put that in because you said imagination. I was like, yeah, no, that's that really good. Feels like. That's a great story about it. Cause I feel like what's important in the beginning, especially, and this is something I'm still working on is like trusting the information that comes in, like how Lindsay said. So I find that the only way I can prove to myself that this is really real because part of me is like skeptical. I'm like, you can't fucking talk to dead people. You're just making up conversations in your head, like a crazy person. So I have to be like, okay, if I see something, I'm going to tell this person that's here and they can confirm it for me. Like, for example, I was communicating with my friend's dad once and I was like, hey, he's showing me a red bandana. Like, does that mean anything to you? And she was like, yeah, he used to wear bandanas every day. So I'm like, okay, so that's real. I'm not making it up, you know? So I think having the courage to voice what's coming through and then just practicing that is when you can start to learn like, oh, this feels like a knowing, like how I knew that one thing. Mm -hmm. I, I totally agree. And that's been similar to my own experience around having, honestly, having to practice a lot in having the courage to share some of the things that, that came through, um, in an ethical way, not just like reaching yeah. out to random, <laughs> random people and being like, I read your energy and this is yeah. what, you know, I fixed up. <laughs> Don't be invasive about no. it. But. Uh, but it, like practice. And I, I have a course actually that allows people the platform to practice on each other. And that was one of the most helpful things for me in this process is the platform to practice and to, to release the fear around, Oh my God, it's probably wrong. And like doubting myself and just really leaning into the trust that whatever you feel, whatever you see, whatever you hear, whatever sense that information comes through or channels through for you, because we all channel in different ways that it's worth just sharing with that person and seeing now they are going to tell you what that means to them. You don't have to have all the perfect answers on what exactly that red bandana means, but instead it's going to represent something to that person. So trust and, and the opportunity to practice has been huge for me to develop my own intuitive abilities as well. And in my intuitive development in this journey of awakening to my truth and my empath abilities, I stumbled upon the power of the subconscious and I just felt like I totally geeked out and nerded out when I realized that so much information is stored beyond what our conscious mind is capable of like immediately accessing, which is the five to 10% versus the 90 to 95% of the subconscious mind. And there's so much wisdom even in there for us to access uh, beyond just channeling spirit or energy for other people, but just within ourselves and our own energy. Lindsay, I know this is something you are, are really aware of, studied on, and also, uh, you know, hypnotherapy is a, a means by which to access the subconscious. So I'd love for you to just, whatever you feel like talking about within the subconscious, but also how that tapping into that part of our mind has helped you heal or your clients heal? So, oh man, Kelsey, I could talk all day on this. What should I do? <laughs> she has, just you tell me when it's summarize. too much. Just, just <laughs> chat when it's too much. Cause here, here goes. I really, really could talk about this all day. And I'm trying to figure out every time I get asked this question, like what's the most important thing to say? Mm. And it's all so good. So I'm just going to go. I think the most, the best place to start would be just to lay it out there that our subconscious minds are formed, solidified, I would say, rather. Uh, the, the conscious and subconscious are separated right around eight, nine, 10, depending on the child. Mm-hmm. So everything that gets put in there before then, your likes, your dislikes, what's normal for you, what isn't normal for you, your knowns, your limiting beliefs, what your parents thought of success, what your parents thought of money, how your parents treated you what relationships look like, that all gets stored around that age. Essentially, we're all nine-year-olds walking around in grown-up bodies, grown-up costumes, whatever. And we bring with us into adulthood, into adolescence, into midlife, these things that were known to us around that age. 
the thing is, a lot of that stuff doesn't serve us anymore. A lot of that stuff is outdated. A lot of that stuff's probably unhealthy, but was looked at from a child's perspective. And taking those translations into your adult brain doesn't always work. It doesn't always, uh, isn't always conducive to your highest good. So you have a decision to make. So if there are things in your life that aren't working, if there are patterns that aren't serving you, if there are old things that you know are mental and you keep going in circles or you're self-sabotaging or things are happening around you that you feel like you have no control over, it's probably a, a subconscious thing that your child self brought into adulthood no, unknowingly and you get to decide if you want to keep it in there. Now, the other thing I want to say is the, the main priority, the only objective of the subconscious mind is to keep you alive, keep you surviving, not necessarily <laughs> thriving, not necessarily comfortable, not necessarily happy. It's to keep you alive. So if there's something that goes against that, if something seems dangerous, and by the way, anything unknown to the subconscious is danger. Even unknown traumatic experience is still safer than an unknown experience. So that's super important that I want to say. So if there's anything in there that is like goes against your goal, meaning I'm going to be a millionaire, right? That's a really good goal to have. However, if there are things in your subconscious mind that, that don't vibe with that, it will look at it as danger and it will do anything it can to keep you from getting there because it doesn't want you to die. Okay. Mm -hmm. Of course, we know logically that that's not going to kill you. Success will not kill you. Failure will not kill you. But in the subconscious mind, it's very black and white. The third thing that I really think is important to say is your subconscious mind does not know fact from fiction. If it happens in the subconscious mind, meaning through hypnotherapy, through a dream, through, you know, however else you want to access it, meditation, if it happens in the subconscious, it happened. According to the subconscious, it is a fact. It is an experience that you had, which is why when you wake up from a bad dream of your boyfriend cheating on you, you really feel like it happened mm -hmm. because that, those emotions are stored in the subconscious mind. So uh, that's also a really good thing because if you, want, if you have a goal that you want to achieve, let's take the millionaire goal. If you go into hypnosis or meditation, a deep, deep meditation, and you visualize immersing yourself and experiencing that reality for a few minutes a day or this, you know, one really good time reinforcing, it, it happened. And so your energy is beginning to align with that energy and it's beginning to attract it. It doesn't know fact from fiction. So you have the power to blend your, you know, what you would call fiction, your goals, your, your uh, desires into the subconscious mind reality. And so it will start ticking on that clock of reality. It will start like chugging towards that goal um, 24 hours a day. So my job essentially, bottom line, is to get your conscious goals and desires working with the subconscious big, big, big underside of the iceberg, yeah. working with your goal so that 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you have 100% of your mind working toward the goal rather mm -hmm. than 10% of the willpower yeah. logic, you know, decision making. And I think yeah. a lot of people don't, thank you for that. That was really good information. <laughs> I don't think I missed anything, but if something else it comes up, really I'll probably good. blurt it out. <laughs> I think a lot of people don't realize that that is just the tip of the iceberg that they might be working on and trying to change or to motivate change in their life. And so once they discover there's all this other stuff underneath that they can access with support yeah. and guidance, then all of a sudden change starts to happen exponentially faster in their life as well. And, you know, people who have felt, I mean, I was one of these people at one point where you feel stuck or like at a plateau for so, so long. And that also explains why for much of like my mid twenties, I'd probably say I was really okay with being fine. Like you were saying, anything that is unfamiliar is perceived as like a threat or like uncertain. Right. So it was easier to be like borderline miserable slash fine stuck inside a trauma loop because I knew it and yep. I was comfortable with the chaos and comfortable with the drama, even though I also knew I wanted something different, but that different thing was new. It was unfamiliar. It was uncertain. And so stepping into, I mean, even just starting this business was this huge unknown. I never ran a business before, although I have been selling bows. <laughs> I, at five years old, I was an entrepreneur selling bows door to door for like 25 cents. <laughs> That's so cute. But it's just fascinating to me how much, if we do go underneath the tip of that iceberg, as you were helping us visualize, that we can access so much more. And I think that also the not being able to tell fact from fiction reminds me too, Kelsey, of the affirmation work that you do mm -hmm. and how 
I don't know. I feel like people have mixed opinions on doing affirmations. I feel like some people go in and they're like, okay, I'm going to do these affirmations and they give it a try and then they don't get the result. And then they're like, fuck affirmations. And other people are like, affirmations are like the most powerful manifesting tool on the planet. So where do you stand in that spectrum and how do you most effectively use affirmations to help people get that real change? Yeah. I mean, I see both sides of the story. So the thing about affirmations is they can be a a tool of benefit or a tool of detriment, depending on how you approach the affirmation and where you're coming from when you try to say it. And also if it's in alignment with where you are, I feel like where most people get mixed up with affirmations is they go too big, too fast, and they try to affirm something that feels really inauthentic. And so every time they affirm that, they feel like a liar, they feel like a fraud, it causes a split within their consciousness. So they're like judging themselves, causing fractions inside their mind. They're just doing all this damage instead of helping just because they're saying, oh, if I say I'm a millionaire enough times, then I'll believe that I am. And there's truth to that. But if there's like something in your mind that's like, where your identity is not lining up with what you're saying. Cause I like to call the subconscious, the identity police. And this is what I write about in my book. Hashtag actually I can. It's like, if you identify as a poor person, no matter how many times you say I'm rich, it's never going to happen because your subconscious is like, but no, you're poor. And mm-hmm. I'm the one who's in charge of your identity and you're going to live in not congruency. I don't even think that's a word, but you're going to live aligned with that identity that we've already yeah. prescribed to you. Right. So it's like, you have to do affirmations from a space of authenticity and when you're really ready and you have to make the affirmation suit you. So let's say if you did want to affirm that you're a millionaire, but you're not actually a millionaire and you don't want to feel like a liar, you would say something like, I'm working towards becoming a millionaire. I'm really excited at the prospect of hopefully being a millionaire soon or every day I'm learning more about money or I really love um, to welcome more money in. Like there are ways to soften the affirmation so it feels good to you in that moment. And that's when it becomes a powerful catalyst for change. Mm -hmm. As long as you feel like a liar, you're just hurting yourself. This is why I love Kelsey so much. Okay. (laughs) We did not know each other when we both studied affirmations. And really from a hypnosis standpoint, they're just hypnotic suggestions that you're giving your conscious mind. But Here's the thing. The way that you said that, Kels, is perfect because from my training, we have to create hypnotic suggestions slash affirmations based on how your subconscious mind takes in information. If you are an analytical person who's always has the wheels turning and reading between the lines and what did they really mean by what they said, you need to create, like Kelsey said, softening the affirmations. You need to create an affirmation that goes with how you perceive your world around you and how you take in information. If I were to write, I am rich, I am abundant, I'd be like, this feels like I'm wearing shoes that don't fit because yeah. it doesn't fit me. Like the way that Kelsey said too, if you change it to every day I'm becoming more open to my abundance, every day I've, I'm becoming more safe or feeling more safe or instead of those I am statements, just try and change it to I am becoming and see what happens. It might feel, it might make a world of difference to you. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelsey is freaking amazing. That's all I want. <laughs> well, that was like my whole inspiration for writing my first book, hashtag actually I can. It's all about affirmations. The subtitle is the art of affirming yourself to mm-hmm. greatness. And I walk people through like, this is how to do it. So it actually works. Like you can't jump the Grand Canyon. Start with where you are. Mm-hmm. Find affirmations that fit how you feel right now, but help you to just find a little bit of relief or just step a little bit into the right direction and then build on that. And that's why the way that I set it up is like really funny. Like it's like a reference book. So if you're feeling shitty about your finances, there's like a whole list of affirmations that'll work for you in that moment. If you're feeling great about them, there's a different list of affirmations to like reference. So it's all about starting where you are and being really genuine and authentic, but also open to programming that change, but not in a fake it till you make it way. Yeah. That makes so much sense and why some people might get frustrated with affirmations yeah. because they're saying things that feel completely like uh, foreign to them. Yeah. They don't, they're, it's not believable. They feel it's unrealistic. And then the mind's like rejecting it and it's saying, no, you're not that. Or like, that's never going to happen for you. And I think that goes back into the subconscious programming of what we, our minds actually think is 
possible as well. And I think this opens up the door to now talk about something I'm excited to talk about, which is past life regression. And I see from, from my point of view, and I've, I've, I've done past life regression, and then I also take clients through something called timeline therapy, which is similar to being guided through a past life regression. And it just seems like, let's say someone's doing all the affirmations, believable affirmations, affirmations that feel really good for them. And they're changing their lifestyle and doing the practices and building their toolbox. And they feel like they're doing all the things. What I've experienced myself and in my community is that if there's still some belief though, that is not from this lifetime, that is from an old lifetime that says that you never are going to be safe and that you're always going to live in lack, that even if there's not anything that you can consciously remember during this lifetime that would say uh, that, that you can never be safe or never experience abundance or something like that, that that's still an energy that's going to impact you. And so it's, I think, especially worth considering past life regression when you feel like you've exhausted all the boxes and you've worked on the subconscious, but maybe not gone back deep enough to see like what programs are still kind of settling into the mind that are not of service, regardless of whether they make conscious sense in your lifespan, however many years old you are today. Lindsay, how do you use past life regression if, if you do? And what have you seen the impacts of that being in your practice? So it's, it's my favorite, favorite thing to do, but it's also the thing I will never offer. So I will tell my clients because I, I, it's, it's a tricky, tricky subject, isn't it? You know, people will come, people will come do hypnotherapy and I never really ask their spiritual beliefs unless it comes up. And if I feel like they could maybe benefit from a past life, I will mention that I do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they will tell me if that's something they want to do. It's never because something not that everyone, not everyone yeah. resonates with it. And a lot of people yeah. reject it. It goes against their belief system. And uh, like, that's totally fine. Um, I find a lot of people in my community do resonate with um, the idea of past life. And it's something that many of them have even connected to. But what you're saying is so important because that doesn't align with everybody. Yeah. And, and I'm not the person that's going to be like, do you want to do a past life? <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. Come on, do a past. Like, it's just not a thing that you would yeah. do. It's, you wouldn't go to someone and be like, do you want a colonoscopy? Are you sure? Come on, let's do it. <laughs> Not that it's relatable because once you do a past life regression, you know, or have, I have a past life exploration is what I endearingly call it. Yeah. Um, you will never regret doing it. Like I've never in my life met somebody, even those that were a little nervous in the beginning, but still wanted to do it and wanted to try it and discover, you never will regret discovering more about yourself. And that is just another means to do that. Now, the way that I've found it, it helps my clients is because like, let's use the money thing, right? We were talking about, yeah. we were talking about success or money or something. Yeah. Know, my brain. But, uh, if we were to, you know, ex- go back and explore that in a past life, it's like looking at this giant machine with cogs and, you know, levers and things, and there's a stoppage, but you can't, you know, you can't see where it is. Mm-hmm. You can't fix it unless you know where it's coming from. So the past life is really just a way to observe where the origin or one of the origins, because you know, a lot of these karmic ties have lifespans and lifetimes that are, it's attached to depending on how deep it goes, but you can't fix it or feel release from it if you don't know where it's coming from. Um, There have been clients who have had deathly fears and phobias. And once they go through a past life, they're like completely changed because they realize that in a past life they died that way or mm-hmm. you know they had these experiences in a past life and now they feel comfortable observing and releasing observing and releasing observing without judgment learning what they can from it just as when you're a child you perceive things differently in your past life you would have perceived it differently now you know we through the experience and I'm also certified by the way in life between life and future life which is really cool as well which really just is like, if you stay making the same decisions you're making, and if you don't change anything, here are the possibilities of your next life. If you do change, here's what could, you know, that kind of thing. Cool. But it's, it's very, it's pretty trippy. Mm-hmm. But um, so through the process of a past life, we take, we, the client goes into a soul form so that they can really observe and really see from a higher perspective what's going on and why. 
and what lessons they can learn and getting that forgiveness, that confrontation, uh, that release that they need to in the soul form. So it's very, very therapeutic. Once again, if it happens in the subconscious, it happens. Now, the other thing I want to say is I don't put anything in. So it's really just me taking you to a deep, 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 deep state where you can access these subconscious memories. And then you just tell me a story and I'm yeah. writing as fast as I can because these, it's like, it's like Disneyland for me. Like I love it so much. You, if I take you to a past life and Kelsey actually, can we talk about, Kelsey did one with me in a session once just so she could see what it was like. She was going to write a blog post about what it was like for her. Mm-hmm. Um, what did it feel like for you, Kelsey? It was really cool because here's how it benefited me like now in this life. I feel like I was able to understand myself better and some of the things that I've gone through and it just helped me to have more compassion for myself and more awareness and more understanding of, oh, maybe this is why I'm so scared that I won't have kids because in that past life, I wasn't able to bear children and it was really a regret of mine or, Mm -hmm. oh, this person that I'm dating right now was also in my past life. Like how beautiful that this is a soulmate that I keep coming back together with or like, oh, I see now why I'm scared of the ocean for quote unquote, no reason, because one time I drown in the ocean. So it's like, I've explored a couple of my different past lives and it definitely gives me just perspective and understanding and helps me have compassion for what I've been through. And I definitely think there's a lot of truth to the whole past life trauma situation. Sometimes it can carry over. And like, that's been documented in that book that Lindsay and I love journey of souls Um, There's a bunch of case studies there, but also like, I don't know how much I subscribe to like the whole past life karma thing. Mm -hmm. So that's like a whole nother topic that I don't know if we're going to dive into, Mm -hmm. but I definitely think there's a lot of value to exploring some of the things that you've been through in other lifetimes because they can affect you. Once you see yourself from us, once you see yourself as a soul, once you remember (laughs) that you are this magnificent, expansive light being, how are you going to judge that? Right. You should be like, oh, my soul looks fat. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. And what Kelsey no. said is so profound because it's like you have so much more love and compassion and just like understanding for your the journey that your soul has gone on and yeah. continues to go on and how freaking magnificent you are. Um, so, you know, I, I mentioned that the you go to a deep state of hypnosis and it's never me giving you ideas. I say, you know, look around and tell me what you see. And then I just scribble as fast as I possibly can. And what, okay, what happens next? Would you like to move forward or backward in this life? Would you like to move to an important event? Sure. Let's do that. It's like we have a DVR remote and we're kind of just going everywhere. So you're giving me as the client all the information. I'm never asking leading questions. It's very important that I don't because this is your experience and whatever happens for you is what happens for you. And if I start giving you stuff, and that's true with any hypnosis, I can't make you feel, say, do, believe, act a certain way that goes against your morals or beliefs. So I can never hypnotize you to go rob a bank. That's just bonkers and so silly. And every time my son sees a cartoon like that, I get so furious (laughs) because it's my thing. And now he's like, is this true? I'm like, no, it's not. It doesn't happen. (laughs) Anyway. um, So yeah, I can't make you go against anything. It's all coming from the client. It's all coming from their, what you want to, if you want to call it Kashuk records or their soul knowledge or higher wisdom, whatever you want to say, but it's all coming from the client and yeah. and they know it and I know it. So when they come out of that experience, they're like, wow, look what I just did. It's like so amazing every single time and very healing once you know all the ins and outs and the details of that particular event or multiple events so that you can heal and move forward and feel mm-hmm. safe doing so. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a misconception is that when people go into a past life regression that they're just going to be told. And then in your third lifetime ago, like this happened and it's like, no, like you, you come to remember. And I did one with an energy healer where I like remember like super clearly being in this truck and I was like running for my husband and I was shot by my husband and that like it brought up like that immediate bit of trauma, but then it was like, oh, okay, that's why I don't trust men. And I'm always running out of relationships and I'm a commitment phobe. And uh, I'm just going to say that after that, I got married. <laughs> so like, you know, it like opens you up to a deeper understanding, like you were saying, Kelsey, of yourself and like why you might have some of the habits or beliefs that you may have that you, you weren't really aware of. Cause I didn't have that. I can at least remember in this moment, any other reason 
not to trust men in, in my life, but very much held that belief that they were not trustworthy. And I, I never wanted to get in too deep to a relationship. I always wanted to have a way out. And that really shifted a lot for me once I was able to understand that like old story, that old part of myself that was no longer serving me and was also no longer like real, like that that's in the past. It gets to be in the past. So we are at the top of our time. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we're at the top of our time, but I want to just open it back up to each of you one more time to see if there's anything else you want to share. And then I'd love for you guys to talk just a little bit about your podcast and how people can turn in, tune in. Yeah. I think, I guess if there's any advice or wisdom that I want to share, it's just be as kind and gentle with yourself during this time as you can, because the heat is getting turned up for everyone, especially emotionally. Mm -hmm. Um, so be nice yourself, see a therapist if that's what you need, see an energy worker, a shaman, a hypnotherapist, a life coach. Like if you need support, get support. Um, and know that like this isn't gonna last forever. And as far as like finding me and connecting with me, um, I'm the most like out there I would say on Instagram. So if you go to Kelsey Aida, that's my handle, A-I-D-A, and it's with the S-E-Y people sometimes get that confused. Um, and then I guess go check out my book. If you liked the part where we're talking about affirmations, cause I really will guide you through like the correct way to do them. So they actually work. And so you don't feel like a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. How about you, Lindsay? So again, Instagram is probably the best way and you're going to have our names, right? So I don't oh, yeah. want to go through the whole spell. My name is a crazy way to spell it. So don't spell it normal, <laughs> but it's Lindsay Robinson at Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, as far as advice, Kelsey's right. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to your husband. Be kind to your wife. Be kind to your kids. We're all in this together and we're all in very confined spaces, some more confined than others. And just, you know, I feel like one thing that's come, one other thing that's come out of this is we just, I have so much compassion for my neighbors across the street, for like the people down the street. And like, we're all clueless right now. We're all just trying to navigate each day. And so, just be kind, be kind, compassionate. If you don't want to do anything, don't freaking do anything. There's nothing that needs to be done right now. We're all just trying to survive and we all get to just take it day by day. Mm -hmm. So go easy on yourself and others. Um, find me on social media and our podcast I, yeah. is the coolest thing ever. So <laughs> if you guys want high vibes and self-empowerment tips and techniques and you just want to hear me and Kelsey joke and laugh and be weird with each other, <laughs> Um, <laughs> you can go to highvibinit.com. It's no, uh, G it's highvibin, B-I-B-I-N.com. You can find all the ways to listen. What do you want to say about the podcast? I just think it's great. I mean, yeah, every week we post like almost an hour of content where we talk to awesome people like Sarah. So Sarah's episode is coming up really soon. So you definitely yeah. have to subscribe so you can check that out. But we talk about all things self-empowerment with a spiritual twist. So basically everything that we talked about today or sign there's a lot of overlap in the topics that we like to talk about on our show. And that's the number one way that we're really putting out content these days. Like I used to write blog posts every week, but now it's publishing a podcast every week. Yeah. I feel that an hour of us talking is even more valuable than three minutes of reading a short article, you know? So mm -hmm. I just feel like it's a really valuable and free resource for you guys to check out. So yeah. Oh, can I mention one thing? Yeah. I forgot to talk about my hypnosis on. <laughs> oh, tell the people first so i created just really quick i created a brand new hypnosis audio for for the the overwhelm that a lot of us are experiencing right now it was yeah. it's dedicated to what's happening in the world right now and i got a lot of the the keywords and the the feeling words from my community and my facebook group so it's very i try to be as specific as possible to how we are feeling so it's supposed to it's designed to ease up some of that overwhelm some of that tension that tightness that sense of hopelessness, powerlessness, and really get us back to center in the moment, feeling into what's actually good in our lives. And so we can make decisions and steps forward with clarity and groundedness. So that's, uh, it's like a 15 minute audio. It's free. I, I want everybody who's thinking about ever trying hypnosis or, or a guided, it's basically like a guided meditation. Hypnosis and meditation are very similar. Go to, um, well, I'll give you the link. Just yeah. go to the link free. Might as well spread some high vibes. I mean, and listen to our podcast because that's amen. <laughs> I'll put all those links in the show notes. And thank you both wonderful women for, for joining me today. I appreciate you both so much. 
Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode. I'm super, super excited to announce that the doors are open for the Empath Entrepreneur Academy. This is a brand new offer that I've never put out before, and I really created it based on what I've been hearing from all of you. And I pulled my private Facebook group just last week asking who was looking for support in scaling, growing, or starting their business. And so many people reached out. And I know some of you are, are seeing this as an opportunity to do the thing that you've been thinking about for so long. And I want to make it super easy for you and give you all the resources that I wish I had when I started my business just three years ago. So inside of the Academy, you will receive access to a previous one of my courses, called, which is called Launch Your Wellness Business. It's included inside of this course. It has over 35 video lessons. It's meant to be to go through in 30 days, but you can always spread it out over time. You're going to learn the energetics behind business, the manifestation practices. It blends the masculine and the feminine into how to be a leader on new earth. You also go through how to define your niche, get clarity on your million dollar message, how to build your social media following and build the know, like, and trust factor with your ideal clients. There is so much packed into just that course. And that is one of five pieces that are included inside of this new academy. The second piece is how to launch a podcast. As you heard us discuss on today's episode, more than ever, we need to hear your voice. And this training is like a mini course that's going to show you step-by-step how to plan out your podcast, how to record your episodes, the equipment that I use, how to submit it to iTunes, and how to get raving reviews and a really loyal audience of a listener. The third part of the Academy is human design for entrepreneurs. Every single one of my one-on-one clients that comes to me, we pull their chart and we look at what their unique strategy is. We are all so unique as human beings. And when you understand and just have a little extra information like your human design, we're able to tailor your strategy and how it's best for you to show up in your business based on that energy. This training includes the nine different energetic centers as well as the main strategies. And you're gonna be able to see not only what you are, but then based on what you are, the best strategies for you to be showing up inside of your business so that you can profit, so that you can scale, so that you can create sustainability. Because I know all of us are also, especially as empath entrepreneurs, looking for that balance between give and receive. The fourth part inside the academy includes Instagram story and content prompts to engage your community. These are prompts that I personally use inside of my business and for my content, both on story and for content that I'm writing. And it could be a newsletter that I'm sending out via email. It could be a long form Facebook post. It could be an Instagram post. It could be a blog. These prompts are really, really flexible and they allow you to tap into content you didn't even know was inside of you. They're really impactful and powerful, especially if you also feel like you're ever hitting like a plateau or like writer's block or you're just not really sure what to write about or you have so much you want to write about, you don't know what where to start. These give you really simple ideas to start putting content out and not delay any further. And the fifth and final part of the Academy includes three group coaching calls. This is basically like a little taste of my empath entrepreneur mastermind where we have weekly calls for four months. Inside of the academy, there's going to be three of these calls where we come together to ask any and all questions and receive the answers from me on how I've built my six-figure business and had a $100,000 launch and been able to grow my Instagram community to over 35,000 and have 2.5 million plus monthly viewers on Pinterest and publish a book and put out a number eight ranked alternative health podcast on iTunes. All the things that have helped me get to there. I am real. I am raw. I'm honest with you. Just like here on the podcast, that's how I show up in my coaching role as well. And those three group coaching calls, whether you join live or listen to the recording, are a beautiful opportunity to also just tap into community and get the support you need, especially asking questions on the content you're going to receive inside of those four other deliverables. This is for the woman who's making under $6,000 a month, who is ready to fully commit to growing her business and aligning with her purpose. And she's not sure where to start or how to grow her business to be financially stable, but she's taking this as an opportunity to birth something into the world, to commit to her passion, to commit to her desires, unapologetically showing up from this day forward. So I honestly, I hope to see you inside. If you have any inkling to start something, to grow something, to be the creator, to step into your creator role and 
be able to align with this role of feminine leadership blended in with some masculine structure. So you're not just dreaming up in the clouds, but instead you're bringing it down into a tangible place where the world needs your magic. We need you to show up as empath healers more than ever. We need your voice to raise the collective conscious and for you to put yourself out there. Step outside of your comfort zone. Do the scary thing. On the other side of it is fucking magic. And I am here to support you along the way. The invitation is there for you. We are enrolling now. I am going to cap it after a certain number of people enroll. So I invite you to not only get the $200 off if you enroll early, but also to just say yes. Say yes to yourself. Say yes to your dreams and your passions and know that you are so, so, so deserving of them. Y'all, thank you so much for tuning in today's episode. Thank you for listening to my spiel on the Empath Entrepreneur Academy. Again, I'm just feeling so lit up and so inspired to offer this at a super low price for those of you who are looking to pivot and change your trajectory on how you want to live your life and find deeper alignment with your soul. I love you and I'll see you next time.